Welcome to Season 2 in Wonder World Book Cafe. This is a place to slow down, even if only mentally, to talk about all things books and stories. Pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte. Hopefully literally, though figuratively works well too. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you. Each episode is fun-sized, always fewer than 10 minutes. As a lifelong reader, perhaps like you, I'm drawn to stories about history, travel, and ones that continue to help me discover more about our world, thus increasing my global competency. In this cafe, I serve up books written mostly for middle school students and young adults. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, or you're a reader yourself who's always up for new suggestions, this cafe is a perfect fit. I'm nestled in at Wonder World Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup, and of course, a book. Let's venture into today's story. People wanted the rules changed. Pizza delivery, blue houses, Halloween. People wanted to live again the way other towns lived. Many adults around here finally realized, maybe, that they have a say in what happens. This quote is from 12-year-old Mac in this middle grade book, Attack of the Black Rectangles, written by Amy King. The hardcover book is 258 pages. While a work of fiction, this story is based on a true event that happened in King's life with her own son. Set in what many consider a perfect town with a spotless reputation, thanks to Miss Laura Samuel Asset, a teacher and active member of the community. Rule after rule is created to keep this town perfect and safe. There are no accidents and no crime. Not allowed here? Halloween celebrations, junk food, and bad words such as cancer, death, sex, or donut. Miss Set says, I'm here to protect all of us from the ugly world. 12-year-old Mac lives in this town with his mom and granddad, all of whom indulge in their fair share of junk food. Mac's parents are divorced, but his dad comes over often to work on granddad's old car. Dad, who has plenty of anger, claims he's an anthropologist from another galaxy. He's not kidding. Max is assertive and asks questions, and he speaks his mind, like the time his teacher, Miss Set, said that Mexico was part of North America, but not quite the same as North America. Miss Set ignored him. And then there was the time he wanted to talk to her about Christopher Columbus's harm to the indigenous population, and she told him that was a conversation for high school or even college. In Miss Set's class, Mac and his two best friends, Dennis and Marcy, along with Hannah Doe and Aaron, who, by the way, proclaims the world is flat, and he's not corrected by Miss Set, they end up in the same literature group because they've all decided to read The Devil's Arithmetic, a book by Jane Yolen about the Holocaust. As a side note, The Devil's Arithmetic is an actual book. It's a story definitely worth reading. Though Attack of the Black Rectangles will make perfect sense, even if you've not read The Devil's Arithmetic yet. I listened to the audio version of The Attack of the Black Rectangles, and I was delighted when the author, Jane Yolen, from The Devil's Arithmetic, read part of the story, if you followed that. The students are eager to start reading The Devil's Arithmetic. After all, Jane Yolen won the National Jewish Book Award for it in 1989. When they started reading, the students were surprised to see black rectangles hiding some of the words on some of the pages. 
Marcy, Dennis, and Max set out to discover the blackened out words by obtaining an uncensored copy from their local bookstore. They are shocked at what the black rectangles are meant to hide, and they are determined to find out just who blacked out their class copies. Events of the Holocaust are already difficult enough to believe, but the kids feel the author's point was for readers to know the truth and all of it. Max's mom and granddad are on board to help the kids with their censorship concerns. True to Max's strong personality, he writes a letter to the author of The Devil's Arithmetic, requesting her support as he fights for uncensored replacement copies. Sprinkled throughout the story, community members write letters to a local newspaper to share their concerns, such as the inappropriateness of the fall play at a private school, LGBTQ plus kids being bullied, unreasonable curfews for kids. Some are even challenging the white house paint only rule. Some are challenging the idea of canceling Halloween and more. Each time a letter is written, Miss Set is the one who responds in support of every town rule. As Max deals with the censorship issue and all of the events of typical school days, he is also grappling with his dad, who seems completely out of touch with reality. And sadly, Max doesn't want to talk to anybody about the emotional toll that it's taking on him. The kids take their censorship concerns to the principal after they spend the weekend learning about procedures and protocols for when books are challenged. All the while, Max's mom and granddad support him with more ideas to stand up for what he believes in. Concerned that the principal didn't take their concerns seriously enough, Mac, Dennis, and Marcy have to decide how far they are willing to go. I hope you will read Attack of the Black Rectangles so you can find out who's responsible for censoring the books in town and how Mac and his friends learned to stand up for intellectual freedom and how in doing so, they inspired some adults to speak up too. Age recommendations for books are subjective based on several factors, such as their interests, developmental levels, and lived experiences. Attack of the Black Rectangles is a designated a middle grade book. The characters in the sick are in sixth grade. Knowing this often is a starting point when determining age recommendations. Adults, this is your reminder. You'll appreciate this story as there are numerous topics that can serve as a launching point for rich and necessary conversations with our younger readers. This is the point where I mentioned details that could be unsettling. Mac's dad seems to be suffering from some sort of mental illness, though it's not officially addressed as such. There is a point where he steals granddad's car along with many items from Mac's home, and this is really tough for Mac. And as I said earlier, he won't confide in his friends. On to wondering. After all, wondering is what we do here in the cafe. Who may be interested in this story? Mac is a determined vocal male protagonist willing to stand up for what matters to him. Anybody with a similar personality may enjoy this story along with readers who are finding their voices as well. Often reading inspires us to wonder about something and dive in a little deeper. The idea of book banning and censorship is an important topic worthy of exploration. Young readers are curious about this, especially when they learn some of their most loved childhood books, such as Charlotte's Web and The Giving Tree, are on banned book lists. Perhaps a question such as, who gets to decide what books a child can read, may spark rich conversation. 
I always appreciate when authors share their inspiration for writing their stories. To expand on the author's own experience and impetus for writing this book, her own son came home from school with the devil's arithmetic with words blacked out in Sharpie, just as Mac experienced. When she contacted the school, she was met with, you only care about this because you're a writer. On these pages, there's so much to appreciate, to name a few. Mac's mom works for hospice, and she she instills the idea of grace into Max and others. Granddad's relationship with Max is endearing. In fact, he fought in the Vietnam War. He served two tours of duty and has a Purple Heart Medal. He uses some of his military experiences to help Mac grow. Granddad also helps Mac through his first crush on his best friend, Marcy. Then there's Mac's line, no one is ever just one thing and everyone is telling and not everyone is telling the truth. That's the closest anyone will ever get to perfect. There's another character, Hannah Doe, and she decides in the story to use her given name, Hua, and not the English name she adopted to make life easier for others to pronounce. This is episode 30. Celebrate with me by leaving a positive comment wherever you're listening. Your comments bring light to my day. You can check out the episode notes for more information and a transcript. If you read or recommend Attack of the Black Rectangles, I'd love to know your thoughts. We can connect at wonderworldbookcafe at gmail.com or find it on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonderworld Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers. Thank you.